Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including a miraculous ladybug, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by April Collins. Hello. And Sarah Dolman. Hi. Uh, today we're t- once uh, very quickly getting back into Miraculous Ladybug. What a treat. Uh, and more to come, too. Uh, <laughs> like <with> the- Christmas. <laughs> I know. Just all the no episodes for five months and now all the episodes. We're talking part three of the Queen's Battle trilogy, Maledictator, uh, which aired in Canada. We're talking the English dub of this episode. I believe this is the only version that has aired so far, but more should be coming soon. Um, yeah, Maledictator. Uh, make sure you've seen this episode and all previous episodes of Miraculous Ladybug. That being said, Frozer also aired this weekend in three different countries we are not talking that episode yet um that will be later next week we're still waiting we don't have the translation and stuff for that one so no spoilers for frozer here i have seen it but i don't know i don't think april's seen it stuff, i haven't yeah so no we're not no spoilers for frozer at all but maledictator and before we'll be getting into that um so yeah the, 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 the conclusion to our queen's battle trilogy here find our previous ladybug podcast at overlyanimated.com itunes search for overly animated ladybug find our ladybug specific itunes feed or we post all our podcasts to youtube as well youtube.com slash overly animated um so let's get into this very exciting chloe filled episode i'm very hyped to, to talk about this <laughs> april what do you think of maledictator um this episode is stunning and i mean that in like the very like least start i like i guess i usually will use like words like stunning and amazing for like our very goofy episodes and this episode it has like some goofy moments but it's like it's so great. It's amazing. Like, I, Maledictator was, uh, I thought his power was interesting. I wasn't, like, overly impressed with him, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, like, all of the Chloe stuff was so solid in this episode. And I, like, I loved her when she started crying when her and Ladybug were talking. Like, I was tearing up. And she's talking about, like, being hated at school. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, same no like no one wants to like (laughs) like be hated and like then you like react in like ridiculous ways and just look like it was it was such like a a chloe episode and i i loved it and she got to be queen beach she was super excited and like i alia was like super snarky this episode (laughs) which is great because i feel like we haven't had a whole lot of alia lately um and then, like, Marin, it was, like, even a really good, like, Marinette episode, too, because, like, in the beginning, she's just being, like, <sighs> rude, and I was like, whoa, Mar, like, you're taking it too far there, girl. And then, like, even at the end, like, she takes, like, ownership of, like, her, like what she had done, and then we have, um, I called him Cat Chat, who was adorable. <laughs> cat, cat, cat Chat, is that, like, like an online chat service where you get to chat with cat noir yes okay. with real cats yeah oh with actual cats okay yeah. even better even better but yeah no like this episode like it was beautiful um i i guess i i watched it in like a lower quality like hd or whatever but even then like it was so pretty and like again like this whole trilogy has just been so worth the wait and i was very impressed with this episode nice yes uh very impressed with this all trilogy sarah uh what do you think of maledictator yeah i totally agree with april i thought this was such a good episode i really really enjoyed it um it had such amazing character moments for chloe and marinette um um 
and it worked pretty well as a conclusion to this Queen Bee arc, except it doesn't have any more of the, like, Gabriel stuff, which I was kind of disappointed. Um, but, like, in terms of, like, Chloe's development over these three episodes, I thought it was so great. Um, you know, I was never really a huge Chloe fan. Wow. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. Dylan, you knew this. Okay, I'll have enough for the both of you. That's fine. I mean, like, I mean, Meredith's my number one, and she was then mean to Meredith, so, like, how am I supposed to, like, love her? But these three episodes, and, like, especially this last one, Maledictator, has made me feel a lot for her as a character. This episode, I just had so many feelings, but it was also just really fun, and overall, I just really liked it. Nice. Okay. Well, as the number one Chloe fan, potentially in the entire world, let me tell you. I think that's possible. Tell us uh, about how much you loved this episode, Dylan. This is the, uh, the perfect episode for Chloe. This was <laughs> such a delight uh, watching uh, all forms of Chloe here and in this trilogy. And I'm glad that everyone now gets to experience what I saw inside Chloe all along. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we knew I knew she had it in her to to be this wonderful person, and she's fully redeemed, right? And just a great person, as as they say at the end. Yep, she's a hero, um, and uh, that that's what the ending of this episode was, right? Um, but yeah, there there's a side note. Yeah, not that much Hawkmoth here. We, we probably won't even talk about him at all because he was pretty boring in this episode, which was. I think, I think the last two parts concluded what we're doing with him pretty well. Um, and yeah. we'll get into that again in Heroes Day, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah, he's not even really any notable lines. So that's, uh, the worst thing for us. No, no real Gabriel to talk about. But, um, I think basically Mal Dictator, I think the first half of this episode is kind of pedestrian. Um, I think it kind of just seems like a season one episode to a certain extent. Like it would be an eventful season one episode with Chloe leaving and stuff. But, um, the Marinette being mean to Chloe is good to get hit it again here, but we have done that before maybe even a few times um this is the best we've done it uh but you know i wasn't too impressed until we get to this rooftop scene with chloe and ladybug Mm -hmm. and then everything changes and we get one of the most romantic scenes in the entire show (laughs) between chloe and ladybug and then shipping it yeah oh we are going to extensively discuss and uh they, they and then they team up as heroes and uh to and just in the stunning sequence um full of incredible moments and they they defeat the villain together and they pound it together and uh you know and then Chloe's like oh, I'll willingly give up my miraculous and they're just um completely in love the entire time but uh it's just <laughs> regardless of shipping implications like it was incredible to see them fight together like everything from the rooftop scene on is incredible um, so I think overall it's like a really good episode with the second half being really stunning. I'm not sure if it's, I don't, I don't know if it's, is this better than part two or not? Um, I think the second half was really, really good of this episode. It might be better than part two. Um, mm. that's, that's yeah. close. I think, I think style queen is our real winner of the, of the three, but, um, yeah, well, it, regardless three, uh, you know, either top tier or close to top tier episodes of the show from this trilogy. So I think that's, that's really fantastic. Um, okay. We're, we get to get into. I want to start with the second half first, because Chloe and Ladybug and uh, Chloe, like, uh, this, this, I I think what's interesting about this, this part of the trilogy is that this is almost uh, as much about 
Marinette being willing to trust Chloe as it is about Chloe being ready for the miraculous. Like the reason this totally. is totally yeah. The reason this yeah. is part three first is or this is part three and not part like one. Like you could argue Chloe hadn't really changed in the first two episodes. She's uh we could have done this one. I think part one that wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But Marinette's not really willing to give her the miraculous. So we need to go over in the first half of this episode that Marinette is kind of. Um, unwarrantedly mean to Chloe, even though it's presented in the beginning of the episode as, uh, as her being like accidentally like, oh, I get that got out. I, that's supposed to stay in my head. Then she like piles on a little bit more. And even though Chloe is kind of fixating on Marinette a little bit, like everyone's being mean to her, but she's specifically, um, looking at Marinette here. Um, you know, it's still, uh, un- completely unwarranted. I mean, unwarranted is a strong word. You know, it, it's maybe warranted, but not, uh, deserved. I don't know. Like, she still shouldn't be doing it, even if Chloe is mean to her. And, uh, she needs to get to a place where she's like, oh, this, uh, disconnect between Chloe and me is, to a certain extent, as much me as it is her. Like, she's not behaving great, but I'm not, I'm, stooping to You're her You're reacting level. poorly to yeah. her, like, yeah. misbehavior. Which, which, this has been, I think, the number one most unsympathetic trait, maybe, of Marinette, the entire show. Like, uh, she's just been very mean to, to Chloe, and we've, the show is aware of this, and has been commenting on it, and I think this is kind of the culmination of that. Uh, Sarah, you're a number one Marinette fan, so what do you think of that characterization of this as being, like, maybe Marinette's, like, biggest flaw? Oh, totally. And I think, I think that, you know, she really had a hard time, like, whenever, like, Chloe would um, be mean to her or, you know, when she would pretend to be Ladybug, she would react to that in a negative way. And I thought this this scene so showed so much growth for her. You know, she stays cool even when Chloe just goes right ahead and blames her right off. She just takes a deep breath and then she goes on. And, you know, she... It, it really brings, it really is, she's really brought out that sense of compassion that she really has deep down, but, you know, her, like, difficult feelings about Chloe and their and their relationship has kind of uh, pushed that compassion to the side, and I thought what was really great, you know, it, it starts out with, she, with her, um, you know, being kind of rude in class, and then everybody is, you know, celebrating that Chloe's going to leave and then Adrian comes and talks to her and then she starts to realize, oh, wait, like maybe I haven't really been acting as fair to Chloe as I should be. And I really liked that. Like, you know, it, it was sort of it's not because she's not I don't think she's doing it for Adrian. Um, I mean, it kind of it just kind of brought that out of her. Um, and so now she, it's cut this like wanting to show compassion for Chloe is coming from a really genuine place. And so, yeah, I think I, like, I, that was a really rambly answer to the question, but I love Marinette so much <laughs> that yeah. I've had a lot of feelings about it. So, yeah, I thought this was a really great sort of showing of growth for her. Nice. Uh, <laughs> April, what do you think of what uh, what Sarah said and not doing it because of Adrian? Because the, the turning point really is where um when adrian comes to talk to her and she's like oh oh shoot <laughs> like uh, oh adrian didn't yeah. uh, react well to this but is it is it that uh adrian's upset at me or is it that uh, oh i wasn't uh i wasn't behaving great here well i i think it's more like it her um recognizing that she wasn't behaving great because we've gotten that in a previous episode this season too where like she was almost sort of like called out on being rude to chloe and so even though like with her conversation with adrian adrian doesn't like directly say like this is your fault marinette like marinette still i guess owns that and takes responsibility because she she she's realizing that like what she said got 
Chloe to this point. And I think that like that again, that's like the turning point. And this whole episode like of Marinette's actions is like the culmination of her like even more so like taking responsibility and even like master Fu at the end is like, Oh, that's very noble of you. Like to like recognize that in Chloe, even though, you know, everyone knows that Chloe's kind of terrible, but, um, you know, it, it, and I, again, I, or I, sorry, I might be rambling a little bit too, because <laughs> it like, it really, it's just like, it's so great because like, I think it takes her being especially rude in the beginning for us to really like, and then her having that conversation with Adrian, which I'm going to point out was a very normal conversation for her to be having again. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so props to her for uh, getting over her weird Adrian obsession. But uh, <laughs> like, let's, let's like, not speak you, too soon there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, can you imagine like, uh, like talk, talk to me when she's not uh, still keeping his schedule and has, there the you shrine. go. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine that conversation, like, her still being, like, super, like, crazy over him. Like, <laughs> that. But uh, but then, like, the rooftop scene just sort of, like, pulls it even more together. Even, like, when she's deciding which mar- miraculous she needs, like, which companion. She, you know, like, she instinctively goes for the B one. And then she pulls herself back and she's like, wait, no. But then, like, I guess, like, it's nice of Tiki because Tiki is encouraging. And it's just like, no, go with your gut. And because she knows, like, deep down, she's like, but this is who I need. Like, this is the the ally that I need in this situation. And so just her, like, swallowing her pride is just, it's so beautiful because I love you see it all on her face, too. Like, Mm -hmm. that's another reason why this, like, this episode is just stunning because you get, like, those facial expressions that, like, just kind of give everything away, even though they're, like, maybe small. But with Marinette, they're very, like, animated. But uh, so it's just... It's just wonderful. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, it's and since since you two weren't as as high on Chloe as as me, I, I've I've I'm very willing to accept this this switch in in Chloe and her getting of the miraculous. But I feel like a lot of the fandom is very harsh on Chloe. Kind of hates her, um, and has been very skeptical of uh, her getting a uh, miraculous here. And uh, so this this trilogy gets us to this point where. Um, maybe we, maybe it seems plausible that she would be called upon by Marinette and willingly give it back. Um, like April, how much are you buying that she as a person was like ready for this and, uh, performed well with this? Uh, did, did, uh, did you, did this trilogy get you there? Oh yeah, for sure. Cause, and it especially, I think it, it could only have been done in this trilogy because we had to have that first episode where she, you know, was Queen Bee and then Queen Wasp where she wasn't ready, like, she purposely caused, like, mischief so that she could, quote-unquote, save everyone, even though she didn't. And I think it, it it took that episode to get to this episode to make this episode, like, strike, like, and um, really land for me. Because if we hadn't had that episode where, like, you know, we see her, like, not being ready, she's still being, I guess, I don't know, selfish, like, she wants the attention kind of thing, to get to this point where she's like, okay, yes. And then I even, like, noted in my notes that it it took, I, like, it's just insane that Chloe, of all people, like, very willingly was just like, thank you, like, she, it was almost like she was like, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity, here's the miraculous back. Where, like, with Alia, Alia, like, hesitated, and... Like, you yeah. know, we're, yeah, like, we're all, like, fans of Alia. We all love her. But, like, even, like, like Alia hesitated and wasn't willing to give it back. But Chloe was just like, like, thank you. 
like for giving me this opportunity for, you know, allowing me the allowing me to be a hero in almost like if you need me again here, you know where to find me. Like, here's my my miraculous back. So I think that that scene like was just the biggest part of it for me. Nice. Yeah. And it is it is the second time she's had it. So um, maybe mm-hmm. Ollie, Ollie on the second time would, would be behave the same way. Um, yeah. Sarah, where are you with Chloe after after these three episodes? Are, are you fully buying uh, the growth we've we've done with her? Yeah. I mean, I think for, for me, especially the first one style queen and seeing just sort of getting that understanding of like, where is her behavior coming from? Like how her mom acts so horrible towards her and she doesn't really, you know, um, have that sort of support from people that she needs it from. And like, it doesn't excuse her poor behavior, but it really helps you understand it. So you're like, Oh, you know, she's not just a horrible person because she just is like, obviously there's a reason behind it. And so I think it was a really great sort of arc that this, this, this trilogy is built where we see, understand why. And then we see her try to be a hero, but not know how to do that selflessly. And then now in this episode here, you know, she takes responsibility for what she's done. And then she opens up about, you know, why she feels the way she is and how her social feeling, her social situation at school isn't, is really difficult for her. Like, yeah, she does bully people, but we see how it's coming from this place of insecurity and feeling like she doesn't belong. And that's something that a lot of us can relate to. And so definitely I feel so much more sympathetic towards Chloe and feel like, you know, yeah, like, and like Marinette said at the end, like it's baby steps. Like she's not going to be like the most selfless hero from now on, but like, we're really seeing that really great like vulnerability from her and that, and that's really brought a lot of growth for Chloe. And so I definitely can see her as a hero in the future. Nice. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the show is surprisingly for me in tune with the way most fans were thinking about this because like it it gave the time and uh it approached it in the way which I think would quell qualm most people's uh like hesitations with with giving like Chloe being a hero. Um like to me, I don't know how much of a difference in my mind there was between Chloe and Nino uh being heroes, both are kind of like uh, side <laughs> like Ollie is the obvious <laughs> candidate. You know, like Nino's a cool, but we don't see him that much. I don't know. Like uh it we could have just given Chloe in one episode but i'm glad that we didn't do that because this was uh this was really i think this was really in tune with a lot of people and uh, this it's it's really shown that uh this is i feel like one of the better characters on the show chloe um third best character yeah, on the show like uh, I, don't... I don't know who else it would be all yeah i guess but not uh, like you mean side character that overall the best get behind adrian and marinette <laughs> oh, who's the okay, next... behind adrian Mar- okay third I best third it. best character fourth best character right like uh, uh gotta black be. no <laughs> Yeah, well, okay, yeah, that, yeah, we, yeah, we, we, I think we actually said in a recent podcast, Gabriel might be the third best character now. So I think, uh, Gabriel, uh, the, the, that's, they're in the second tier, but yeah, she's, she's just been really incredible. The show just does, uh, such good stuff with her. And then, uh, let's, let's get back to this rooftop scene because I think this is the equivalent of the famous, glaciator balcony scene uh, right <laughs> it's the same music too yeah so yeah, actually it, anyway. the thing is at one point they uh I, I don't i need to go back and watch the 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 glaciator episode but they use uh this this uh this line of chloe it's me ladybug you can trust me you can tell me the truth and then the music starts playing it's the same music as the end of sandboy actually where at least in my head it was where uh that age of that uh <laughs> that cat noir and ladybug moment at the end of that episode that brief one um i swear it's the same thing. So no way. Like, I'm gonna have to rewatch it now because I'm curious. It's I know for sure it's the same music as in um 
uh, Dark Owl, where they're in that like little like I don't know what it was, but they were like trapped in that thing. Oh, they and the, the like shipping container. The yeah. shipping container, yeah. And they had to trust each other to G transform. That yeah. was that. Okay, movie. I got to rewatch that too. Okay, so but at the very this is romantically associated music, and we just <laughs> we pull it out it's here with the tr- with the moment of trust. I guess that's more what it's supposed to or be. Or maybe, yeah, yeah, like vulnerability, maybe like intimacy, yeah. um, not necessarily romantic intimacy, but maybe more so like that. Yeah. Um, it's, Character it, growth. They're also, yeah, they're also <laughs> holding hands uh, at the beginning of the scene and a hand on shoulder. And uh, yeah, Marinette's very much playing up this uh, sympathy that Chloe has towards Ladybug. And uh, I don't know. I was I was feeling <laughs> chemistry for sure. We've talked about this in the past on the podcast. This is this is. I feel like this is like uh, feelings from Chloe towards. Uh, it's certainly admiration towards Ladybug. And uh, like at this point, what is it? What does it matter if it's just uh, <laughs> straight admiration versus some sort of crush on Ladybug? Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is the show leaning into it. I think. I think so because like Chloe. Chloe shows the same enthusiasm for Ladybug that she does for Adrian. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's really hard to say like, or it'd be hard to not interpret Chloe's feelings for Ladybug in the same way, considering she shows the effect, like she's, I don't know. It like the best word I can think of is enthusiasm. Like she's very excited about them. They, um, they mean a lot to her. Like she obviously trusts them. Um, like, Chloe doesn't even show, like, that type of affection towards Sabrina. And we all know, like, Sabrina. They yeah. like they, they also had a romantic uh, reunion in the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I mean, kind of. <laughs> I felt so bad for Sabrina. <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh, Chloe in the scene she's she's uh she's very uh, dure sweet uh, side Chloe and uh, that, that's how she behaves towards Ladybug and towards Marinette she's very uh, very soon and uh, like I think I think Chloe classic soon dure towards Marinette Ladybug I think that's pretty good in this episode um, but uh, yeah this 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 it's just very uh, intimate scene with them um, on like uh, the going like Marinette as Ladybug going through all these uh, things with with her about how she's feeling towards towards Marinette and then also you like feel how her her as Marinette is is reacting towards Chloe's perspective as well and um yeah that that line about you can trust me it's me ladybug and um Chloe says she's useless and uh and then Marinette quotes Adrian on that um Chloe calls her movie ridiculous which we'll get back to that movie but her way. documentary yeah her documentary yeah it's very important that that's a documentary I was very uh, not clear what the classification of that YouTube video was throughout the episode, <laughs> but, um and she, yeah, she gets the beam miraculous, the power to immobilize the opponent, as we've seen. And she has her stunning transformation sequence. Once so again. good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Appropriate it's, transformation sequence. <laughs> she gets the most extra transformation sequence for the most extra character. It's perfect. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> then they're just, uh, they're, they're like on, running on the rooftops. Um, I've always dreamed of doing this with you, she says. <laughs> I only exaggerated that a little bit. Like she almost runs into a wall. Yeah. She that says, was so good. I've been practicing since forever, and then runs. Yeah, almost runs into the wall. It's true though. She's she's equipped for this since because she cosplays as Ladybug all the time, right? Like she's, she's probably more equipped than the average person. Um, the, you know, <laughs> the Nino, yeah, and uh, she gets these. Uh, yeah, and and what I love is that they're fighting together, and we sideline Cat once again for this episode, which I think is like a great a great decision because uh, we get to see the two of them fighting together this is like this uh 
that's what's important is like Marinette and it's like a Marinette and Chloe. Like we don't need like cat there too. Yeah. He has more important things to be doing being a cat. Yeah. And uh, it's, but yeah, it's, it's just the culmination of their dynamic and relationship and conflicting things. And then also it's the culmination of this, um, her as ladybug and Chloe, like, which is kind of a separate thing getting into the shipping square. I feel like there's an element of that with uh, Marinette and Chloe. Like they have these different relationships as when Marinette's ladybug versus when she's Marinette. Um, Of course that same distinction is not held for chloe and queen b because everyone knows that she's queen b she once again <laughs> immediately announces herself when they get they arrive at uh, maledictator <laughs> like, okay here's the plan she's like daddy <laughs> like me your daughter <laughs> and it's like, could you not also why was she never like what i really wanted was because she had she had that the queen b costume made and was wearing it like, why wasn't she just, like, wearing it all of the time? Right, did she, did she film that when she had the Miraculous, or did she... Uh, I was so confused. Or did I she, it's just a fake costume. <laughs> like, well, she had a Ladybug fake costume, so it makes sense, yeah. She just made it, okay. Or clearly had someone else make it, but... Right. Uh, yeah, it's, that, that was, yeah, we'll get her back mom. to that. I don't think, I don't think Audrey's sewing, like, I don't... <laughs> I had her no, mom not, her, not, she had her mom have someone make it for yeah, her. Yeah, okay, that, that makes sense, yeah. Her or, yeah, I guess she could have designed it. Um, is she? No, she's a critic, not a designer, yeah. but... Um, yeah. I don't know. We need more. We need more about Audrey. We'll get back there. But uh, yeah, they, we get these um, these action frames when the two of them are like throwing their uh, yo-yo and spinning top. I was that were called the the B thing respectively at at all the guards. And um, I think sometimes the show cuts corners with action shots, especially going back to Captain Hard Rock. That's like the ultimate example of us seeing the same like action shot over and over. Um, but this episode, we have this like awesome dot framed uh, thing at the top and bottom of all these action shots, and I just thought. It was like so incredible every time we we had one of these. Um, like this whole trilogy really uh, artistically is way out there. Uh, definitely makes sense that it would. <laughs> this would be the huge delay in, in the show. <laughs> it all makes sense now that we've seen it. <laughs> I guess yeah. so. Yeah, um, yeah, and uh, we get uh, the, what? So they're attacking, uh, getting into the end of the episode. They're they're trying to get to uh, Mal Dictator, who has these guards around him. Roger says. Uh, Please renounce your Akuma and we'll forget this ever happened. Uh, Roger, <laughs> is that how that works? Renounce your Akuma? Like, uh- <laughs> renounce your Akuma. Also, because you can renounce your uh, Miraculous, so does she know more than we know? Like, because... Yeah, maybe or- maybe you can renounce Akumas if you can renounce Miraculouses, but you're just not in the right frame of mind. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Roger, I don't know if that's how that works. <laughs> like, Roger's like, I'm just done with this. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe the best moment of the episode... Uh, <laughs> is I, I did not expect this is like okay i was like okay this is pretty good before but then this moment came and i was like wow like i can't believe we did this uh, so she lucky charms the second time and it's for a oh giant gun uh it's this huge <laughs> gun so and uh chloe's like well that's an effective lucky charm and Marin- Marinette says, uh, no way I'd use one of those. And she just takes the scope off the gun and gets rid of the, the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> just tossing it off. Very serious stance on gun control. This was like, <laughs> such an incredible gun control moment from <laughs> an anti-gun moment from the show. Like, wow. But she also just throws it off the building. Like, what <laughs> no, happened? We should be more it? careful with that. Someone could pick that up. Yeah. But- <laughs> 
can other people use the Lucky Charms items? That's a good question. But, um, yeah, this is like a shockingly uh, like firm stance from the show on an issue. <laughs> like a very anti-gun here. And I thought this was wonderful. Like super- superheroes are like the perfect people to be doing this type of thing. Like we don't need guns. Like we have these superpowers. Like I feel like other super superhero properties have done this type of thing. And uh, like this was, the- I thought this was just a really powerful moment from the show. Honestly, I was I was just that like is- I was like stunned by it. It was very ridiculous. Let's say that. <laughs> I should note this comes before chronologically the uh, clone Marinette Lucky Charming for the giant sword in Sandboy. So I guess that might have had more context uh, if if we're supposed to have seen that after. Um, but yeah, that's I want. I only I only want a Lucky Charm for giant weapons now. That's the only thing I'm interested in. And then she takes off a really random piece of the weapon to use the yeah. She takes she takes charm. the the scope off. The scope uses off. a laser pointer for. What if a, she gets a tank? What do you do then? Yeah, she's like I want the. Uh, she wants the like, the, like chained wheels or whatever <laughs> yeah, like, yeah 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 that's that's a good point she all she t- uses random objects from around anyway so just lucky charm for giant weapons and then only use uh, certain parts of it <laughs> makes sense to me yeah she I gets so. like a revolver and she literally like takes all of the bullets out of it just so she can throw it one time at the akumatized person yeah. like <laughs> yeah i don't know this is this moment just it stands out from the episode to me looking like this is probably the number one moment for me and then immediately it leads into um this uh you just need to take the sting out wink at chloe by the way wink winks at chloe <laughs> and then um this music this this is my favorite is she music being more flirtatious with uh with queen Kat. B yes, than with yes. <laughs> she's a hundred percent more flirting with Queen Bee than with Cat. Cat, uh, very cut to Cat being very sad. Yeah. Um, then, then uh, this dun, 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 and then like this variation on that the theme that plays. Great. Yeah, and then it plays throughout the whole sequence of her laser pointing Cat around. Um, like uh, it's it's uh, the show really stepped up the uh, the music game in in this uh, second half of the season. It's really good here. And um, yeah, she's uh, using the scope to lead Cat around to take out the guards, and then Chloe uh, Venom's um, maledictator, and then they break the sash and um yeah it's it's uh i love that that entire like minute two minute sequence there um and uh yeah chloe and uh and marinette pound it like uh is marinette just is it less meaningful that marinette pounds it with uh with with cat because in the latest episode she's, she's pounded it with, it with everybody. <laughs> she's pounded it with Chloe and Plog. So is, is anyone a stand in for Cat now? Like, uh, does it really matter who Marinette's partner is? I think we know who's key to this equation. They're just setting it up that we're gonna lose Adrian in the. <gasps> oh boy, <laughs> that's a good because this like, is like look at how competent uh, Marinette and Lady and Ladybug is without. Yeah. Adrian and Kat. This is like, one of the prevailing theories heading into the finale because yeah. if uh, if uh, Gabriel makes his wish to bring back Emily, he, he might lose someone else. There's a consequence loses. So we've talked about this in the podcast. What if he loses Adrian? Um, is the show priming us for that moment when uh, Adrian is not? Pri- I, can't, I can't imagine that we would lose Adrian for more than an episode, though. But maybe the show would uh, be really gutsy and lose him for like half a season. That would that's I, not happening. But. I don't know because what is it? Who was it that was talking about in some interview? And they're like, oh yeah, like you're like everyone's gonna be very sad like a couple episodes into season three and we're we're all like what are we supposed to take away from that like yeah i think i think i've heard that yeah some some we'll we'll see i don't i don't think the show is like the guts to lose someone from the show was just like everyone's gonna be really upset like come 
I think I think it's one of the more likely things, maybe from the. We'll see. We'll see. We're almost at Heroes Day, um, and uh, yeah, they they uh, Chloe give, willingly gives back the miraculous. Um, uh, Cat says, wrong. "Sorry, Milady. I feel like I was pretty useless this time around." Yes, ah, you, you, yes were, you were the most useless you've ever been because you were literally a cat. <laughs> Uh, and then later, Marinette says, Ladybug has made me a better Marinette, so maybe being Queen Bee will make her a better Chloe, too. Aww. Loved it. Yeah. And, and, and when she said, like, she did save Paris, so she might be able to save herself, too. I was like, oh, my heart. <laughs> yeah, there's a, they're best friends now after this episode. I will hear nothing else. Um, and They're uh, yeah, secretly I, best friends, because they still, they're like frenemies. Oh, yeah, because uh, Marinette still has to keep up the appearance when she's Marinette. Okay, so that's so how we'll interpret Chloe, any... So does Chloe. They, ha- they have a mutual understanding. Well, Chloe, no, Chloe, there's no hidden information with Chloe. Everyone, she, every, she knows she's, uh, Queen, everyone knows she's Queen Bee. She still does not know Marinette's uh, ladybug, so she can behave normally both times. Look, once she figures out how to color her hair, she'll be like, oh, yeah. oh my oh, god, we'll, she's we'll gonna go up to, to Marinette yeah. and be like... What is the color of your hair? Because you have the same hair color as Ladybug. Yeah, you think that would be a sign for her to uh, to make a connection? Also, no. I died whenever Alias yelled that out at, during the documentary. <laughs> okay, let's quickly at the end of the episode, then we'll go back. But um, then they're having this party for for Queen Bee, and uh, very nice of Marinette, and uh, yeah, this reunion with Sabrina, and Chloe shows off her new diamond phone case and with her giant sunglasses too. <laughs> I love I loved the random girl in the background who's like holding her hand to her face. she's like like just to the left of adrian and she's like you can see like she's like stunned and blinded by the the phone case she needs the giant sunglasses that was a great visual gag um adrian yeah adrian's happy with marinette now um great that's the most important thing that (laughs) adrian and marinette are on good terms and uh alia says reina rouge and carapace saved paris but no one threw them a party i agree (laughs) what's what's going on here (laughs) Marinette's like, because that's those we don't know who they are. They don't announce themselves like Chloe does. And then Ollie's like, hmm, maybe I should tell everyone that I'm Marinette <laughs> Rouge. Uh, that, let's yeah, let's get the ball rolling on these identity reveals. We don't have we don't have all day. Come on, going. Uh, yes, and uh, yeah, she changed her attitude. Baby steps. Um, I feel like this is more than baby steps. I think we're underselling it a little bit. At the end. I think uh, this well, yeah, is solid progress. I think so too, especially because uh, I f- what. What is it? I feel like a lot of Chloe's like brattiness is more so like a show because again we talked about how like like she wants attention, she doesn't get attention from her mom, so she has to try and get it in other ways. And um, even in like the privacy of her own home, like she told um, the butler guy John, uh, she was just like, "Oh no, like I can carry that own chair. Like you don't need to carry that for me." So I think that that even that scene like shows that she's yeah she carried a chair by herself that is uh, stunning. Mm-hmm. I know she would never have done that. And John Cloud was like, "What are you talking about?" Like this is, you- he's like, "You do you even know what a chair is?" Like- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know you were capable of that. Anyway, uh, that was great. Yeah, and uh, most importantly, at the end of this episode, I, I want to spend like a solid ten minutes talking about this because um, there's a lot to discuss here. We see the t- the the thing at the end. So the the shot at the end is an Instagram post, um, by that Chloe made with like her Chloe Bourgeois handle with uh, comments by uh, Queen Bee and Pollen accounts, um, commenting account. on uh, the the this Instagram post and. Um, 
There's a lot of confusion as to what's going on in these comments. So <laughs> I want to break this account. down. I want to break this down. Okay. So at first I, 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 so that, that was what I thought, uh, what April's saying. At first I was like, oh, that's me. I was like, oh, this is me. This is my Queen Bee fan account. And I was commenting <laughs> like, uh, it's a fan, yeah. <laughs> like, is these a pollen fan, Queen Bee fan commenting? But other people thought, no, this is Queen Bee herself commenting. But did, Pollen, Pollen commenting too. Do Kwamis have Chloe, Instagram accounts? Is that did, what's happening? Cre- did Chloe create Instagram accounts for Queen Bee okay, and so this is for the third, Pollen? We've arrived at the third option. Yeah. So option two is that literally Pollen has an Instagram account and is commenting. Option three is that Co- Chloe is like cosplaying as Pollen and Queen Bee and creates, created accounts for both of them and commented both on her own post. Um, that, uh, and it should be you no, know, the separate post name from the, 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 the account that created it. So, um, look, do we need to dive into this? Sarah, which of these three possibilities for these comments are you buying on, on this post? <laughs> Honestly, I, I I I honestly didn't really process it the first time I watched it. I was just like, oh, it's just Instagram, blah blah. blah. Okay, I I oh, I don't know. I think I um, <laughs> um This is very important. We need to take we need to take a stand on this issue. This issue here, please. I, I I think I think Chloe made all three accounts. Okay, okay. I think that's very yeah, plausible. That's yeah. definitely it. She also so, she understands like good um I don't know, like marketing, like if it's something that you're like going to invest in, then you should probably like pick up the account as soon as possible. Otherwise, yeah, then like, <laughs> then she ends up being like Queen B, like two, two, two. I think there's already an underscore in there and there's like random capitalized oh, letters no. too. So she, wow. she didn't get the original. <laughs> but <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Chloe, I, what I like about this explanation that Chloe made three separate accounts for herself queen bee and pollen is that she that implies that she still is not um processing that everyone knows that she's queen bee like the fact that she needs to make a separate queen bee account like you announced it to everyone yeah she, she clearly is, doesn't care the, but does, is, the, is she aware Disney though that show knows? hannah montana it's like oh, that yeah she's, she's, she's <laughs> hannah montana that's a in, i think in her mind <laughs> yes um I, I i look i i disagree i think clearly this this t- this last shot of the episode is definitive proof that kwamis have instagram accounts and i will hear nothing else pollen is commenting on this but dylan how how did Pollen get an Instagram account if she's inside the miraculous? Why can't box? she have a phone inside the, the thing? They didn't was... have a phone. Dylan, they were excited about a highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they could have phones, but not highlighters. That's You don't get the impression that they had modern technology in there. Pollen, okay, here's my new headcanon. Pollen sneaks out of the stupid uh, thing that they're in, and then... She has her own phone, and uh, she wants to support her queen, so she comments on all of uh, and, and hearts, and uh, also obviously all of uh, her Instagram posts. Is it like a track phone that she has to pay for the minutes? For? Yeah, she gets she gets a burner phone. Yeah, from she she gets a, <laughs> yeah, and then she's like hiding this. Where's our pollen Instagram episode, please? That's what I that's what I need to see here. I think that would be great. The fact and that then, they did the fact that they did this at the end. Hawk okay, Moss yes. has his own Instagram account. <laughs> Yeah, and, oh, obviously. Okay, so Pollen has an Instagram account, and she encourages all the other Kwamis to get Instagram accounts. So then there's an entire episode of Hawk Moth stalking the Kwamis' <laughs> Instagram accounts, trying to figure out their location so that he can take the Miraculouses. 
I, I want this messed up this time, Poppies. <laughs> you turned on location, location tracking. Yeah. And we just see Gabriel with his phone out swiping constantly, like, <laughs> looking for any identifying characteristics of where the, 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 where their selfies are. Yeah. He's like, heart, heart. Yeah. <laughs> he makes a fake account, like, um, like Kwame fan, uh, miraculous fan, tutu. Yeah. Like, uh, and, uh, he's, he's like, uh, he's trying to get it in. He's like, oh, I, I want to meet you. I'm your biggest fan. And, uh, <laughs> then. <laughs> He's trying to trick them, but they see through it. Yeah, and then they're like, uh, "Not this time, Mock We we know that's you." <laughs> and then they're they're only taking their selfies in front of things that uh, Hawk Moth could not track them down in front of. Yeah, okay. So uh, random items inside of the box because he would never be able to find them. <laughs> that's very confusing. Yeah, if he, uh, he's like, "Where's their giant grandfather clock?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Is right that a here. highlighter? Yeah. Okay. Okay. But what, what would one of the Kwamis forget to turn off their like location? Yes. Things? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, and then that's how he finds them. And then he captures one of them and forces them to like uh, take a bunch of selfies with him because he really is the biggest stan. And uh... <laughs> he is. This is what it all amounts to. Is he's just the biggest fan. He's like, yeah. look, Nuru is really cool, and I just want to meet more people like Nuru. Yeah. That's. I think. Yeah. Gabriel's secret. Uh, Kwame Miraculous Stan, I think, is uh, where the show's headed. I think we've solved it. Just the yep. fact that the end of this episode just did this is so stupid. Like, why did it? <laughs> why did it have the shot? I mean, we're, I know we like uh, stupidly talked about that for a while, but like, it's the, the it's kind of we're directly commenting on a thing from the episode. So uh, it was great, though. Please do more like this. We love it. <laughs> please, please do please. more like this. <laughs> please have more things. Can like we this. get also? Can we get more um, Chloe TV documentaries? Yes. Okay. Let's talk about that. Let's go. That's a good segue. <laughs> because we love this Chloe documentary in the beginning. She, apparently she uploaded publicly to YouTube because uh, Ladybug just checks it on her phone later, which is a good call. Everyone needs to see this. And uh, and also, we also check uh, footage on YouTube of uh, last episode too, as well. Um, so yeah. I guess like... Uh, I guess they're all like looking at all those annoying illegal accounts that just post the ladybug episodes, right? That's what Alia pulled up. She's yeah. like, she's like, uh, here's the Adrian account and we, uh, we're watching the episode on there, will, right? Will we get a, um, like the show taking a stab at like miraculous subs or something like that? <laughs> But yeah, Alia's account gets shut down because yeah, exactly. Like, ah! Yeah, well, <laughs> we reference the uh, the accounts that illegally upload things to YouTube. So where's our commentary on miraculous subs? Where's our commentary on the miraculous ladybug subreddit? Like, uh, come on, show you're just where's where's the the jab at overly animated? Like, <laughs> yeah, where, where's where, where where are we on the yeah? Let's uh, where's Chloe's <laughs> podcast where she sits down with ladybug? Like, where's the- <laughs> I could have done that too. That'd be good. But yeah, she's this this documentary with her as Queen Bee and then her as Ladybug. And um And she's I, like, uh, of course it's the real Ladybug. I, I, yeah, I, Ivan's like, that's not Ladybug, that's you. He's like, of course it's the real Ladybug. <laughs> what are you talking about, Clay? All you says you didn't even bother to match her hair color. Color. Okay. So Yeah, oh yeah, I, I have problems with the statement, Aya. <laughs> No, why can you tell the hair color well you can't tell the identity but you can tell it's you're, not the right hair you're color literally <laughs> looking at the exact same hair color and hairstyle she's right next to you day. what <laughs> why every why is... day alia come on now <laughs> i was oh not my buying gosh. this they can discern hair color when they're in there with the masks on but they can't discern the identity like this is an arbitrary distinction that we made 
like this <laughs> everyone treated this like it was like oh duh you didn't have the right hair color chloe it's the most obvious thing in the world what are you what are you talking about none right. of you know who she is and she's in the room okay literally, and Catnoir's right there with her. You <laughs> All the stare. In the she legit classroom. stares at Adrian's hair every single day <laughs> in that's, class. That's it's point. just slightly different, so that trips her off. It's got a different sheen, like the toner is off. Like, <laughs> yeah, wait, it's oh, wait, yeah, this is a good point because she's blonde. Adrian's blonde. Like, uh, we're we're making a big deal out of uh, Lady hair blonde hair in there, despite the fact that Adrian and Cat clearly both have blonde hair. Like, that's the thing that we're. Oh my god! Yeah, I was. I, this this pissed me off. Actually, that's like this is, I was annoyed. Also, triggered, so triggered at we're, that we're, comment. Yeah, we're we're triggered. I was like, yeah. did we say this really? Like, <laughs> okay. Next, we're going to talk about how eye color is different. But no eyes behind the little stupid strip of a mask on the face that probably is protected. Yeah, I don't know. Your eye color too. Uh. <laughs> but yes, yeah, Chloe is like uh, she she dyed her hair. Ladybug dyed her hair for the to look like me. I to agree. look like me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, Sabrina. Sabrina betrayed Chloe too, and that was that was sad. And she got um, fired. She got fired. Yeah, as expected. Um, okay. So we have this ridiculous, we uh, utterly ridiculous scene of. Um, by the way, how <laughs> many? Uh, how many utterly ridiculouses were there? It's like ten, fifteen. Um, I lost track after seven. Oh, I buy that you were counting that. Okay. Um, they, so they <laughs> like, uh, you just don't even question. No, much. I'm buying that. Yeah, Chloe and Audrey uh, barge in to Andre, who is marrying a couple in. <laughs> In the mayor's office, and uh, you're having uh, a uh, what is it? A courthouse wedding? Yeah, but does that involve the mayor of Paris? Like, I think I feel like that it does. Uh, in this case, in France, it does. I guess. I guess that's that's where uh, Audrey says, "Oh, good, you're married. Now get out, shoe." <laughs> I love that so much. So, so amazing. Is is the reason that we had the stupid married thing because uh, because Mal no, dictator have line. Yes. yeah because that's he exactly says, uh, why we had that scene by the power vested in me and that's his catchphrase but it doesn't even make sense that that's like the thing that he says anyway it's already tangentially related like that's a married thing but first of all this is in English so I'm not sure what they're saying in France I assume because they had the wedding thing here it's the exact same equivalent phrase um, but uh, like why why does he have to say that phrase like I guess it kind of makes sense with him being like. Uh, all about power but it seemed like we need that phrase so much that we need to shoehorn in this wedding bit like that i was not following the logic of the how the, the construction of the beginning of this episode with that yeah i think they literally put him in just so he could say by the power vested in me yeah, and like I think clearly and that's then, what happened right? and then yeah. what is it like i guess like i I mean, there's no real other like catchphrase because I guess we're kind of all about doing these catchphrases with these. He like, could just see, he doesn't villains. need to say an established thing. He could say whatever. Why does it need to be this? No, it was so weird. I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it either. Like that's why. Uh, like I didn't really enjoy like Maledictator. As, wow, I how mean, dare you? Not a, like, like Maledictator. He, I thought he like had some funny moments, but like I don't know. Yeah, not not okay. Not Sarah. What do you think of Maledictator? Um, I don't know. I feel kind of mixed about it. Like, I, I, I thought that, like, the whole, I thought at first I was like, oh, by the power must of me, I get your macrolosis. I'm like, okay, that's too OP. Like, how can you just, like, use your power and just get it, like, straight out? But then it's, like, these dots that fly around that you have to avoid. I thought that was, <laughs> it was kind of weird, but I kind of liked it, too, because I guess there was, like, a strategy to it. Well, um, like, what happened to them? 
I know. Like, do they just do they just go away? Did like at some point does he just lose control over them and they just fly off into the distance? Like, what happens to them? Yeah. And then as we learn at the end, he could have just been making a giant ball the whole time and just didn't right. think of it. <laughs> Should have done this from the start, Maledict. And he does it once in the beginning when he uh, tells them to ruin the school. Um, so he could have, should have just, like, why are you sending these little things after? I guess because you need to charge it up, Kamehameha style, like, the whole time above his Absolutely. head. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's how, that's how energy balls work. Uh, the bigger they are, the more you need to charge them. That's established lore, um, clearly. Yeah, clearly. And I also thought that, like, um, like, Hawkmoth, like, it was harder for Hawkmoth to get control over him because he kept on wanting to be like, oh, well, I guess my wife doesn't want to take Chandwar's Miraculous, so I guess we won't. And, it, like, like it was, it was another one of those instances where, like, the, the Kuma villain's kind of resisting Hawkmoth's. But I, I thought it wasn't as interesting here as it was in the other yeah. episodes. Yeah, let me get back yeah. to that in a second. Um, so they, we've the synchronized Utterly Ridiculous with uh, Audrey and, and Chloe here. Um, and, uh, they, they decide they're leaving for New York and, uh, <laughs> uh so Audrey in this episode, so Aud- she gets, Audrey's, Audrey's hot to leave for New York. She does not <laughs> want to be in Paris. It's like, we just did this last episode. <laughs> Why are we, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing this uh, New York thing again, but I guess it's, 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 uh, feels better with Chloe involved now. And, uh, yeah, Audrey's just, uh, great. This, she's so sassy this whole time. Um, she says, uh, uh she she's uh she says to andre uh, andre getting yourself akumatized like everybody else in this town does not make you a cooler hip father <laughs> like <laughs> i love that line <laughs> so savage yeah like just everyone gets akumatized andre well, you're, you're not you're not cool like but oh also God. i love that that's not even like his intent like he's not trying to be a cooler hip father he's just <laughs> trying to keep his family in paris with him yeah andre uh I guess he's like, he's sympathetic as a family figure. He's not necessarily sympathetic as a mayor because he doesn't really take actions that benefit Paris all the time. Um, but, uh, I think he, Look, clearly the, the show sets him. The initiative was. Well, we all agree that that was a good initiative. Yeah. Okay. That was his best, that was his <laughs> best idea. Yeah. That was his best idea. So I, we just got to get back to space dumpsters and then he'll be in the, <laughs> in the right again in our eyes. But yeah, yeah. He's, the show is like, uh, I think presenting him that he loves, uh, his wife and Chloe, even though. Like uh, you know, I don't know, where's this? His wife's. I guess I guess they had a good a good relationship presented here, despite you know had not having really seen them together until this trilogy. Um, Chloe, uh, yeah, Chloe tells the school uh, she's leaving. She drops. Okay, so we need to talk about this because she drops pictures <gasps> of her in front of the Statue of Liberty out of a <laughs> helicopter. My favorite we- is that she takes the helicopter. To, she's like, I need you to stop at the school on the way to the airport, please. I have to throw these pictures and let all of my classmates know that I'm leaving. Yeah, that's great. But also, I want to talk about this picture because <laughs> it's in front of. I love that the show, uh, like, okay, the Joe does the Eiffel Tower every episode, but we're consistent in also including other world landmarks in like, uh, yeah, if we the picture of New York, okay, we have to have her in front of the statue of Liberty. I think it's like an intentional lampooning of their use of the Eiffel tower. I think it's great. Okay. We need the CN tower next. Yeah. What well, every country we go to, we need to, yes. we need, yeah, we need to have uh, their landmark. Did we go? I feel like we went to, we had like the Taj Mahal once or something. I feel like that happened. Um, 
I don't know, season one, who, who knows, but was there um, that, that was that character that was from another country. I don't know. Oh, it wasn't like the prince. Guy. Yeah. The prince. Yeah, I don't know. Him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, 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 don't talk about him. Cause we had Rose and Julek in this episode and they were um, like five seconds of them, like clinging to each other. So like, <laughs> yeah. they oh, cause they were, they were happy. They were like dancing, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah they're dancing. Um, and then also Rose and Julica get caught up in the, uh, the wreck the school, uh, order from Maledictator. So their, their fate in this episode <laughs> is just savaging the school together, which I love. <laughs> I want that. I want that episode. Um, but, uh, then we have this commentary about, uh, from Tiki. Tiki, uh, Tiki in this episode. She says, uh, <laughs> without Chloe around, Paris will, or Marinette says, uh, Marinette says, without Chloe around, Paris will be filled with a lot less negative emotions. And Tiki says, and a lot less akumatizations. Um, they know. <laughs> we, the first time we commented on this, it was very funny, and now we're in our comments again, like a uh, second or third time. And uh, Chloe uh, also, uh, Tiki says, "Looks like Chloe managed one last victim before she left Paris." Like um, Tiki, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Tiki's like the person she's not that's late. Wrong. She's not wrong, but she's the person that's late to the joke and like now gets it and now she's saying it all the time. Like this was already funny earlier in the season, Tiki. You're just repeating it over and over now. Well, okay. Yeah, she, she's she's like, oh, I get this human joke. Yeah, so we're gonna <laughs> gonna repeat it over and over. You're trying too hard, Tiki. She is to trying too hard. Reel it back yeah, a little. I think so. Reel it back. Yeah, um, and uh, yeah, Adrian. Adrian's not happy with Marinette, and um, we talked about that. And yeah, she Chloe was the only friend uh, he had. Um, and and so, Mar- Marinette should know this. Can by we now. talk about how he was locked in his house? <laughs> yeah, um, this uh, that's the reason <laughs> she was yeah. the only friend he had, bearing the the lead on that one. But uh, this Marinette, Marinette should understand this at this point and be more more careful here. I feel like um, this is we, we've known this for a little while, yeah. and um, then uh, oh yeah, so Audrey. Uh, uh, now the dictator orders Audrey to be obedient to the family. Um, and so she's like, uh, fawning over him the rest of the time, which really does ruin her character, as Chloe points out. And, uh, she's like, oh, this is, this sucks. Yeah. She's like, mom is so annoying. Yeah, change her back. Yeah. It's that like, was great. her reaction was just everybody's when yeah, watching the show. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Audrey, I think Audrey is great here. Um, I think, I think this, I guess this highlights the, the distinction in her character by, uh, briefly turning into that. But then we do something even more interesting with Audrey. Um, but, uh, oh, yeah, we talked about, oh, yeah, so the, the Chloe managed one last victim and then marinette says yeah and i might be partly to blame um right before the transformation sequence i really like that i think that was a great transition into marinette's um like contemplating about her behavior towards chloe and then we get into mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. later. yeah i agree yeah okay so we've hit on a lot of ridiculous things this episode but we have not yet in discussed in depth maybe the most ridiculous one where maledictator uh says i declare that you are a cat to cat noir <laughs> and turns him into a cat and not only does he behave like a cat for this episode audrey is really into this <laughs> she, look, if all, so all andre needs to do is just get a cat and then audrey won't leave because she'll is it, that, so is it that she she likes cats or is it just that she thought adrian in particular was a cute cat <laughs> Like Audrey, you're, why are you so into this fourteen year old boy? Is like, acting like a she cat. loves the cat boys. He's <laughs> a child, though. Like, <laughs> what? This was the stupidest. <laughs> 
I guess uh, I guess Audrey is like speaking for the fans. I'm here, like I'm sure everyone was into Cat Noir, like a cat, but she's like uh, an old, she's like uh, an adult woman. Like, what? <laughs> this was not okay. <laughs> it's just like, uh, what's what was the one thing where like all of like the old like. I say, like, the mom-aged, like, women were, like, really into, like, the character. And they're like, dude, he's, like, 16. Could you guys, like, not be so Yeah, that is kind of him? a trope, yeah. Like- yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's seen as, like, less objectionable, I guess, on the surface. So um, so they, they feel more comfortable doing that type of thing. Um, but it's the it's, it's not, like, uh, it, it's not presented creepily in that it's, she's, like, oh, can I keep him? Like, it, she treats him like an actual cat. But can you just not see that? I get maybe because she's under the influence of maledictive or she can't tell the things apart um but that's the generous interpretation because uh she's you can you really can't see that this is this is a cat noir here like uh, <laughs> not even didn't even like look like a cat he's just be behaving like one well i that's what i was hoping would happen was he was going to turn into an actual cat and then he was just acting like a cat and i was like this is less interesting like <laughs> it was <laughs> maybe i don't know if it was more or less interesting it was certainly something but <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah, know. This... I, sorry, I think that like you know, I, I my interpretation was kind of like he's like Maldictators ordered her to like be devoted to their family, and now like Maldictators like turn Adrian into a cat or Chet Noir into a cat, and so um, Audrey sees like, oh, this cat is now part of our family. That's so the family like, cat. Yeah. Aww. Okay. <laughs> If if that's the 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 intended interpretation, we are not we are not clear with that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. That's good at least. Um, this was really just the culmination of the entire show. I think is is Cat Noir <laughs> acting like a cat. I think I can't believe we have uh, refrained from doing this until like fifty episodes in here. Um, but now that's happened, had a good opportunity. This was it. Now now that's happened, I think it needs to happen all the time. I think he just needs to. He just needs to always be turned into a cat. <laughs> yeah, I think the show would be better. Yeah. Does it happen in Simon Says? I don't remember exactly, but I feel like that's that would a good be- point. Yeah, that's that, that would be the, that's basically the same villain. So maybe, <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta they do they do run back the villain powers uh, kind of frequently. Um, but yeah, okay, this is what a good role for Adrian in this episode. Acts like a cat the entire time, and uh, yeah, but oh yeah, I guess the last thing is that we mentioned this before with Tiki uh, Marinette hesitating at Master Fu's place. She gets the abacus and then. Okay, um, that was so confusing to me. Like, yep. how did she know that the we've abacus? We've never <laughs> seen the abacus before, ever. We talked key- about that with other things. Yeah, yeah. And, like, she ended up at Master Foods, and I was so confused. I was like, when did this happen? The key is when it's something that's even more random than usual. Then it's uh, just go to Master Foo. Um, but yeah. uh, and also, what was he counting when they walk in the end? He's like six hundred, six fifty. Yeah, what uh, what what was Master Fu counting? Let's spend uh, twenty minutes talking about that, JK. But uh, that's the same thing we, we can talk is. about. <laughs> yeah, that's how old he is. Wow, maybe he's immortal like the uh, the Kwamis. Yeah. Um, but by the way, everyone's telling me in the comments to read the like uh, Kwame origin uh, comic, which uh, they're like, oh, they are gods. They talk about it in the the comic, like. Fair point. We probably should read that, but I'd like them to talk about it on the show. That's my response. Yeah, I shouldn't like, have uh, to seek it yeah. out in a comic to like, learn. I'm, I'm sure the show will talk about that if it's important. Like, I, I don't think 
yeah, yeah. I don't think uh, they're so going to put a... vital information in. <laughs> that being said, Star vs. the Force of Evil like, has vital backstory to uh, uh, to their little weird tiny god in, in, in yeah. auxiliary material. So uh, maybe that's a thing. That's how you that's how you do backstory. Um, but yeah, no, no, noted about the comics, but I'd like the show to do it. That's my response. Um, and uh, oh, the, the thing I want to comment is Tiki's like, uh, follow your instincts, Marinette. Um, my thought was like, okay, so now we're, now we're thinking, listen to the last podcast you have. Now we're thinking that Tiki is the god of the world and created like the, the everyone. Right. So Tiki, her, Tiki right. already knows how this is going to end. Her, her like, instincts are you, Tiki. Like you gave her these instincts. <laughs> he literally like, always telling what to do. <laughs> so this is just you saying, listen to me in a different form. That's my new, yeah. <laughs> listen to me in a different that's uh oh uh, yeah what are the instincts like you can't just be okay also it's just that's a very weird thing for like an omniscient uh eternal immortal uh being to say <laughs> maybe maybe they're more maybe they're more likely to say instant i don't know because they're old but yeah i was uh that was that was a weird t- tiki was off this episode i think <laughs> tiki was not not tiki <laughs> If we're going down the route that Tiki is like creator of the universe, this is such a weird route. To, like we're not even we're not like building towards it. Like she's still Tiki. <laughs> she still doesn't understand how to human. Like <laughs> she's still like uh, I don't know. Are we gonna have some some about face with I don't know, Tiki? Like uh, this is uh, I, I'm not. I don't understand what the show. Anyway, maybe we'll get commentary on this when the wish is made. Maybe that sparks some backstory or they turn into a different form or something but um yeah hopefully that is to come in um in the finale which we're not too far away from but uh first we'll be talking about frozer next podcast and then whenever it airs the heroes day finale we'll talk about that in either one or two parts depending on whichever country i hope i really hope france airs that first me but too i miss french so much they probably will not but maybe they will uh- <laughs> Currently, Switzerland is scheduled. <laughs> Not joking, <laughs> Taryn. But I don't. I still don't think that's happening. But we'll see. Um, okay. So, uh, Maldictator. Uh, I assume it's in French. It's Maldictator, and uh, here it's Maldictator. Uh, final thoughts, uh, April. Uh, again, I think that. Uh, I guess I'm just going to give kind of final thoughts on the whole Queen Bee tr- or the Queen's Battle trilogy because I think all three of these episodes worked so well into each other. And look, you can do um, serialized episodes, Ladybug. Let's do this mm. more. Mm. <laughs> um, but no, I think that uh, this was, again, this was a really great episode to sort of close out this three part trilogy thing. Um, I like Chloe now, and I can appreciate her as a character, and I, yeah, those are my final thoughts. <laughs> Good. Appreciate Chloe Appreciation Club. It's, I'm the president. And uh, Sarah, final thoughts on uh, this episode? Yeah, I guess you could say that I'm also joining this Chloe Appreciation Club, Yay! because this trilogy has definitely sold me on Chloe. Like, I, of course, I liked her as a character before, but, uh, you know, I always had that, like, ugh, but she's so mean. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I really enjoyed these episodes. Um, I thought this was a really great conclusion. So much great character stuff in these episodes, and just a lot of fun things, too. Um uh, you know, it was really worth the wait because I know that we were we were told like months ago that oh yeah we might get the Queen Bee arc and then delay delay and like now I understand why because these were such great episodes and it was definitely worth waiting for. Yes, I agree. Very yes. worth waiting for. Chloe's the best. 
those are the final thoughts. I think I think Winnie is also famously a Chloe fan. I guess I guess we can be co-presidents. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, everyone understands now that Chloe's great. So I expect her to be a good guy in all subsequent episodes, and we will we cannot we cannot regress on this. Luckily, there's no episodes to regress on. But I guess this wasn't supposed to be like we've seen a bunch of episodes that are supposed to be after this already. So. And I'm trying to remember if like Chloe yeah. was. Chloe in them? I don't think I don't she know. was too too present in any of them, I guess. No, but, I don't think so either. Yeah, which I guess uh, that's how you have to do with how the show does serialization. Um, but yeah, okay, we'll be back later uh, this week slash next week, depending on how you count your weeks. And um, there's a joke about that in one show, we in BoJack there. <laughs> and um, it's uh, we will uh, be talking about Frozer, probably the French version, hopefully, and uh, that would be fun. Um, very big episode there. We'll have a lot to say about that episode. And then the, uh, whenever the finale airs, be back. If there's a separation, we can maybe have like a finale speculation, but it's hard to tell when. We could do that and then it could air the next day. So, um, hard to plan <laughs> with the show, honestly. Um, but yeah, let us know what you thought of Mal Dictator in, uh, YouTube comments, overlyanimated.com. Subscribe to not miss feature Ladybug, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Um, our iTunes feed, uh, search for Ladybug, overlyanimated, or, um, or uh, anywhere you can also talk about uh, ladybug with us on our discord overlyanimated.com slash discord and our ladybug spoilers channel and support us via patreon patreon.com slash overlyanimated thank you very much to all of our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast juliana aka juliana and thanks as always to our patron executive producers john ryan steve alex and q um check out other stuff at overlyanimated.com including yeah make sure you're caught up on our ladybug podcast there have been a lot of those and uh we finished bojack season five recently not necessarily a crossover audience between these two shows but um maybe, maybe. still a good uh, show <laughs> yeah we we watch we watch them so that counts as a crossover and uh yeah. if, uh, but, uh hopefully other stuff coming up as well at overlyanimated.com thanks for listening guys we will see you next time bye bye bye, bye.